Welcome to TuneIn YRDSB, inspiring learning through storytelling. Welcome everybody. Uh, welcome to TuneIn uh, YRDSB. Today we are here, a few of us have gathered here to uh, celebrate and acknowledge Tamil Heritage Month. And uh, with us, we have some amazing folks to um, uh, support us in this discussion. Uh, my name is Anita Subramaniam. I'm a vice principal at uh, one of our East Markham South East Area Schools, Legacy Public School. And um, to start with, I'm going to quickly uh, give a, a little bit of a, a rundown on um, um, Educators for Thomason Success. ETSS uh, was formed in 2009 when uh, the weaponized war in northern Sri Lanka was ending and uh, Ulam Tamils around the world were in a state of trauma. All of us uh, lost many, many family members and our students were hugely impacted by the uh, war and what they saw their families here were going through in silence. So we as a group of staff, uh, Tamil Heritage staff, uh, decided we needed something, we needed to do something to uplift our Tamil community, our Tamil students uh, who were struggling and, um, you know, we were hurting. So we uh, came together to form uh, under the leadership of uh, our previous trustee, Nitan Shan, and our uh, great educator, Suganya Sinatambi, uh, uh, to form Educators for Tamil Student Success. And we also had our allies, such as members from the Abe's community, uh, such as our former associate director, Cecil Roach, who played a huge part in bringing us together and guided us in forming ATSS. Our, um, our first Ukamada Kaividev Tamil Student Awards was held in 2009 to celebrate Tamil student success and growth uh, with uh, a few schools participating because it was our first year. But now, if you've um, you know uh, ever attended uh, our Ukamada Kaividev uh, Awards, I insist you attend. Um, you would see many, many schools across York region participating. And you will also meet uh, amazing Amazing staff from ETSS who are uh, not just uh, educators, but they are folks from various sectors of YRTSB, from administrators, consultants, uh, uh, folks from student services, from caretaking, from DEC, EAs. Um, uh, lots of folks that uh, are part of ETSS and as ETSS members we have planned various community engagement sessions, Tamil Heritage Month events, workshops for staff, students, uh, for families, communities. Uh, we work very closely with culturally responsive community partners who have been uh, a stronghold for us to uh, uh, to uh, em be empowered and to grow. We've held uh, many education expos, worked with schools and uh, various school boards across GTA. Uh, we worked with senior leadership uh, and various other departments on, uh, uh, on uh, various uh, to co-create models and and uh, formats to support our Tamil students, families, and Tamil staff. For folks who are listening who want to be part of ETSS, please feel free to reach out to us. And as members of ETSS, um, our Tamil Heritage uh, celebrations for Tamil Heritage Month is core to our heart. Uh, YRDSB and ETSS was instrumental since 2010 to um, 
work on getting Tamil Heritage Month passed in uh, our uh, provincial government. So it is not new for us. Uh, we were the grassroots folks that worked uh, alongside community partners to get Tamil Heritage Month bill passed itself. As uh, Tamil Heritage Month, uh, uh, we worked with community partners to uh, to organize, to create Tamil Heritage Month posters, workshops for students, for families, for staff, uh, various uh, other celebrations in a partnership with community partners to recognize, to share our roots, to share our history, to share our uh, you know richness in our culture. So it allows us to continue uh, to hold on to our identity. And we also understand our identities are not monolithic. And, uh, you know, as you see, uh, you know, there's uh, various uh, intersecting identities in uh, uh, Tamil folks. So uh, during Tamil Heritage Month right now, you know, uh, we work very closely with uh, uh, Cure Tamil uh, um, Alliance. And, uh, you know, there's a museum uh, exhibition that's going on on uh, uh, speaking about to us LGBTQIA Tamil communities. So it's, uh, you know, uh, through ETSS and through celebration of Tamil heritage, we are able to um, uh, share on our uh, experiences and our heritage uh, and keep building on that with our students, our families and our community partners. For me now, I am going to turn over to our amazing panelists and also ask them to introduce themselves and then uh, we will go into our discussion. Hello everyone, my name is Abhinath Brody. I'm an SHSM regional teacher that supports the North and East schools, secondary schools in YRDSB. Very excited to be here and to speak about my journey as a Tamil educator and my identity growing up here in uh, Canada. Hi everyone, my name is Niatha Subramaniam and I'm the social worker supporting the Tamil diaspora uh, at the YRDSB. I'm really happy to be here to talk about the importance of Tamil Heritage Month and what our experiences have been uh, in Canada and the Canadian school system. Hello, my name is Vashnan. I'm in grade 10. Hello, my name is Arjun. I'm a Tamil student in Legacy Public School and I'm also in grade 7. Thank you and th thank you everybody for making time to be here. So let's start with uh, one of our first discussion topics. So what was your experience as a Tamil growing up in Canada and the Canadian school system? So as a Tamil Canadian growing up here, my journey has been filled with a mixture of culture experiences. It has allowed me to recognize the value of Canada's unique culture diversity whether it is by sharing my traditions with Canadian friends or celebrating my traditional Tamil festivals, including like Pongal and Tamil New Year. In terms of the Canadian school system, I would say it has provided us, Tamil Canadians, an opportunity to share our rich Tamil culture and language with other students through multicultural activities. What is remarkable is that the fact that our classrooms do not just acknowledge different cultures, it celebrates them. I'm extremely grateful to our inclusive school environment for giving students like me a platform to showcase our vibrant culture. Thank you, Arjun, that was awesome. Um, is there anyone else that would like to uh, share? Thank you. Um, it was so nice to hear Arjun's perspective of growing up uh, as a current grade seven student in the YRDSB. Um, and I just like to compare and contrast that to my experience growing up in a different school board 
um, in the 90s, uh, where um, in the area that I grew up, there were not as many Tamil youth uh, and Tamil students. And so um, I was sort of grouped in with maybe, you know, it's old Diwali, let's make a, a dia, like more Indian, um, you know, uh, sort of celebrations. Obviously, Tamil people celebrate Diwali as well. But the point being, like, there wasn't that sense of Tamil identity celebrated um, growing up uh, because of the demographics of the area that I was growing up in, in Toronto. Uh, and so it's it's wonderful to hear that students growing up in York region have that rich uh, Tamil heritage context to celebrate and learn with and from their peers um, and feel confident to share that in their school classrooms as well. So that's great uh, growth for our community here in, um, in Canada. Thank you, Abhinath. And I think my, uh, my experience is similar to yours as well. Um, I'll wait till the end, but I would really like to hear from Vashna about your experience. Um, well, I think the so like the recognition of like hearing like um, maybe even like happy Taipungal or um, something like that on like the announcements growing up. I feel like that recognition alone was also very, um, very nice to hear coming from some place where it's like it's kind of like bonding with people that don't share exactly the same diversity as you, but you know, it kind of comes to show that everybody's like unique and different in their own way with their different ethnic backgrounds and cultures. And so we can all appreciate um, each other's. Thank you, Ashna. Ms. Niata, if you want to share. Um, I think my experience is probably much similar to Abhinath. Uh, the time growing up in the 90s was a lot different. I think there's a shift in the way different cultures are celebrated now that didn't necessarily exist growing up for me. I feel like there was recognition of existence for a multicultural society, but not necessarily a push towards celebrating and embracing your culture. Um, so I think for me, there was a lot of shifting away from my culture and trying to assimilate versus um, sharing and embracing. Um, but I am definitely noticing a very different atmosphere now coming in as a staff in the school board, which is which is very lovely to see. I think for me, um, it was that uh, 90s too, and my experience uh, was uh, it, it was quite challenging. And just like I think what Abhinath and Niata said, it was um, um, it was a point where I actually did not even want to go to school. <laughs> um, that's uh, I think I face a, a lot of racism, uh, a lot of um, you know, my name was shortened. Uh, oh, I was even told to say, hey, you know, your name should be, I think your name is Anita. That's an Indian name. And I'm like, I'm not Indian. <laughs> I'm Tamil and my name is Anita. Right? So it was a lot of, um, uh, it was not a, a very positive experience. One experience that really uh, stuck with me is, um, you know, um, there wasn't a lot of uh, racialized students in the high school that I started with. Uh, Tamil kids could be said like about eight or nine of us. We would huddle together in the big cafeteria and uh, we would get prunes and, um, you know, things thrown at us. And, uh, you know, when I moved and my grade 11 and 12, uh, sorry, grade I, uh, uh, 11, 12, and 13, and that time that we had grade 13, um, I was in a school um, that was predominantly racialized. 
And uh, I saw the different experience of seeing staff who were racialized and seeing, you know, other students. And it really, really helped me uh, get back on track and get back to class and be in school. So I think, uh, you know, when uh, when we talk about uh, culturally responsive uh, practices, uh, culturally responsive hiring practices, having staff that reflect and represent the uh, the students and the communities, it is so important. Uh, putting that into practice actually uh, does work and it empowers the students and the families. So, you know, I think that's the way to go. So, uh, Nyata, I see your hand up. Go, go for it. I think you bring up an excellent point with representation. I think um, it often goes undervalued, but the just having representation in a school system for students creates safety in itself. And I think that's often dismissed. So seeing people that look like you, there's comfort, um, there's safety in knowing that they may understand what you're experiencing, that you could go to them to share your experiences, that maybe seeing someone that doesn't look like you, you wouldn't naturally be inclined to do. Um, and so when we say representation, there is a, a, a really core safety component that I think is often dismissed. And I think um, when it comes to having representation in terms of the staff in the building, it's important to also know that just being a person of color is not necessarily enough. It's also, you know, you could be a person of color and uphold white supremacy and white supremacist structures, but it's, it's being a person of color who's reflective of your own cultural journey, your own lived experience, and also can put yourself in the shoes of the students or the, the, the youth that you're working with. And I think that's a really key component um, that when, when the school board is doing intentional hiring, it's being aware of that. It's like, what is the cultural lens the person of color who is being put into positions of power? Um, what what do they bring to the table? Are they able to understand um, their journey and and how you know their lived experiences um, are different or, or the same of the students who they're serving? So I think that's a really important point. Absolutely. Thank you, Abhinath and Niata. I know um, that does tie into, uh, like you said, the next question of has this experience shifted for you over time and what has changed or what shift are you noticing for students now and uh, or as students, what are you, you know, uh, what are some things that you are uh, noticing that's slowly, um, you know, changing for you as you, you know, started from uh, grade JK or grade one to now um, in, you know, graduating from high school or graduating from elementary school. What are some things that you are noticing that's changing in a good way? Yeah, my experiences has actually taken a more positive turn as I notice an even better inclusive educational system in the recent years. Uh, I'm actually genuinely pleased to see the ongoing commitment to promote cultural diversity in our schools, specifically legacy. What's even more exciting is that I see a growing number of schools that are actively organizing programs and taking initiatives to celebrate Tamil Heritage Month. This is actually really gaining momentum, giving a great platform for students like me, like Tamil Canadians, to proudly showcase our rich culture with a deep sense of love and pride. Oh, excellent, Ajun. Thank you very much, Vashna. Do you have 
something to sh share? I feel like as well as Arjun, um, my experience shifted in a positive way as well. Um, I feel like looking at it from a from a point of view where there's more not more diversity, but like the diversity stayed the same, but the acceptance of the diversity has amplified for sure. And um, in elementary school, um, from my personal experience in elementary school, I feel like there was like um, you could see more diversity uh, in an Indian perspective. Like there was a lot of um, holidays about like Diwali and stuff where they would talk about that, but they wouldn't talk about anything that had to do with like Tamil Heritage Month. And now I feel like I'm seeing it more in other elementary schools and um, in high school as well. There's like having a TSA and stuff like that. Like I never expected that coming into high school. I never expected that would that to be a thing because it wasn't a thing in elementary school or anything like that. And um, I feel like it's also because there's just a bigger amount of people now too. And there's like a more diverse group moving to high school. So we all kind of accept each other in that way, whether we're Tamil or not, like no matter what your um, ethnic background is, we know that not everybody is the same. So it's kind of bonding through our differences and our uniqueness. Excellent, thank you, Vashna. Our educators, if you want to also share your point of views. So definitely there's like on a personal level, I'm noticing a shift. Um, I know I spoke a little bit to like the assimilation piece when I was younger. Um, just even in language, like growing up, I used to say Tamil, 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 but now I make sure that I'm saying Tamil, even when I'm speaking in English. I think those shifts, I'm making sure to correct people around my name and I'm just allowing people to shorten my name for their convenience for lack of effort of trying to pronounce my name. So I find that's where I personally have shifted. And I think growing up, there used to be this term I was called because of this assimilation. I used to be called whitewashed all the time. And I used to walk around feeling proud of that because I thought I was better because I was shifting towards whiteness. And now if I were to be called whitewashed, I would, I I would not appreciate that because I feel comfortable in who I am as a Tamil person. Um, and in the school board, definitely a lot more embracing um, the existence of Tamil Heritage Month. That was never a thing growing up. TSAs, you have, like last year, I had Tamil students come up to me and want to learn about the history, want to learn about the genocide. That's not something I did growing up, right? And they, they had actually asked whether I could do a presentation on it because they wanted to learn more. So it's something that they're seeking out, which brings me a lot of pride because at such a young age, recognizing that there's so much beauty and resilience in our culture and our people that they want to learn that took me quite a long time to get to. Thank you. I think I wanted to echo um, two points about um, just about our, our own personal identity. I think recently I've gone through uh, a sort of circling back to my own cultural identity and reclaiming my full name. Um, and even having it changed in my board email and 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 have going by Abhinath and and it really stems from back in elementary school, what's easier for um, the majority of uh, you know society to shorten the name and make it easier to say. And so uh, reclaiming my uh, my full first name has been a part of my journey to sort of embrace my and decolonize my identity as a Tamil Canadian. Um, and then to the point of, being a teacher in York Region, you know, I was fortunate to join the board in 2010, 
And the difference in the amount of celebration we have around Tamil heritage from then to now in 2024 has been so great. And um, one example was uh, in 2011, there was a Remembrance Day assembly and it was a, a teacher in a high school in the West region, a CC of, of York region. And a student came after the assembly, uh, a Remembrance Day assembly. And when we were unpacking the assembly and, and what, what spoke to all of us from the meaningful reflections on Remembrance Day, um, he shared his experience of, of uh, a family member who was a part of the um, pummel struggle and the armed conflict and was, uh, you know, was a, a martyr in that conflict. And so we unpacked what that meant and, and how, you know, uh, the freedom struggle of the Tamil people and how it translated to our, our journey to, for self-liberation and, and expression here in Canada. Um, and then that motivated me to then do a workshop around um, May 18th. And, and, you know, that was newly when the conflict had ended. And so we, we unpacked that and we had a, so, a sort of a memorial day around that on May 18th of that following year. And now to see that we are moving as a province towards recognizing Genocide Awareness Week, right? Of Tamil Genocide Awareness as a province, not only as a school board in May. So the, the growth that's happened within my career in YDSP um, and, and, I remember the fear that I had as an educator to bring up such topics. I said, okay, how can I, is it too political? Is it too controversial? And now seeing that spectrum from, you know, where the pendulum has shifted, where we're not only encouraged, but it's also a, a provincial mandate, right? To, to bring awareness to genocide awareness um, and, uh, you know, Tumble Genocide Week in, in May. So, um, you know, it's it's really uh, inspiring to see the growth that we as a system and as a province have made to um, bring up and uplift these important topics and and celebrate our own freedom as a people and as as citizens of Canada. Thank you, Abhinath and uh, Niata, Ajun, and Bashna. And I think uh, just to add a bit. Um, I think the changes I see is um, going back to the hiring practices. Now we do have Tamil folks in various sectors of YRDSP. That itself is huge when we started. Like um, I can kind of, uh, when we have ETSS meeting, we can all have a, a mini small group, but now we do have uh, a, a long list of folks from ETSS and and those folks are from various uh, departments and sectors from the board itself, right? So that itself is, it shows, um, you know, um, how uh, much uh, the Tamil community has um, grown in all the different fields and I remember uh, we had um, a guest speaker come when I was an educator at one of the schools and uh, who came for to uh, support the uh, Remembrance Day piece and it was a Tamil uh, uh, graduate from one of our um, uh, high schools so he came and represented from the Canadian Armed Forces so that itself is um, you know to see our uh, Tamil students graduating and going into various sectors, that itself is uh, amazing to see. Uh, and, uh, you know, our Tamil students taking on those uh, uh, leadership roles. Like when our first Tamil student wanted to go to um, way up to the north uh, and be the face of the Canadian Armed Forces there uh, or joining our CMPs and then they uh, they come back and they share about the experiences. I think uh, for us, 
for uh, students to also know to be acknowledging that these uh, opportunities are out there as well. And it is for Tamil families too. And it is Tamil students can be being uh, can be part of these uh, 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 you know job opportunities. Is that shift I see that uh, Tamil folks are and Tamil graduates are going into these different fields. But I also want to uh, also acknowledge that um, our Tamil, uh, what I see is our Tamil youth working with various communities. When we talk about the Genocide Education Week, there were two main communities that worked tirelessly with the Tamil youth uh, to get that Genocide Education uh, Week bill passed. And uh, it was the Armenian community and the Black Lives Matters. And they were our allies uh, uh, to be there with, to have those discussions with the provincial government. And it was youth that uh, were part of those discussions. It was youth that mobilized. It was, so to see that empowerment from our youth and to work with the uh, indigenous communities so or the Armenian community, the Black Lives Matters move. And that's where we see the uh, co-collaboration. The, the, uh, the empowerment comes when we empower other people. Right, and we empower ourselves when we do that. And when we see that in our youth now, when our TSAs uh, work with other uh, youth organizations within the school or outside of the schools, right? And it's uh, sharing of lessons, sharing of heritages, experiences, opportunities, possibilities, right? And we see that that's the shift that uh, is going to build a momentum for more great things to happen, I feel like. So it takes us into our um, next uh, discussion point is um, what is needed to grow and further advance. So I just wanted to pick it back on a few points you mentioned about um, being united and, and collaborating with other community groups, but also within our own Tamil spaces, um, having that um, unity and sort of appreciation that we're all trying our best to support Tamil students and, and all students of YDSP. And I think having that unity amongst Tamil educators, Tamil students, Tamil staff, it, it's so important and it builds that positive um, energy that we can help build and, and collaborate on. So I think that as a focus is, is always um, helpful. Uh, in terms of pathways, some, that's what you mentioned. Having Tamil parents being more open to multiple pathways, not just forcing students into university pathways, college, university, apprenticeship, workplace even, uh, that's a huge growth that I've seen um, in, in, you know, in the time with the board. Uh, and I think that's really something to be applauded by um, Tamil parents because it's showing that the parents are understanding that the students know what they're interested in. And we don't have to force our ideas of what success is onto the students. We can support them. And, and um, there is work to be done in that area, but we want to support the students in uh, achieving their own dreams in any pathway um, post-secondary after high school that they feel appropriate, whether it be workplace, um, uh, college, university, apprenticeship, um, so many different opportunities available. And it's wonderful to see almost youth taking advantage of all these opportunities nowadays. Thank you so much, Abhinath. Uh, so going into our next uh, discussion point, what is needed to grow and advance? I know we've talked some uh, parts of that question already, but is there uh, more that our students would like to add? I think there's a lot needed to be done, but I strongly feel that we need to do a lot more initiative to promote Tamil Heritage Month within different school boards. I strongly believe that secondary school students can also provide a unique platform to showcase our rich culture. 
Another way to grow can be by providing a variety of online le learning resources that can offer all students the access to learn our history and culture. Thank you very much, uh, Ajun. Uh, Rashna, are you uh, able to share your... Yes, hello. Um, so for what is needed to grow in advance, I, I genuinely believe that growing up the way that I did, um, where there wasn't much in contrast to how how much there is of like Pamel uh, diversity and acceptance in not only like the school system, but just like um, the teachers itself. I, I've seen so many more Tamil teachers and more Tamil students in my schools and and um, talking about Tamil subjects, making you have like the sense of belonging. I really resonated with what Miss Niata said earlier for the past for the last question about um, how she saw like the, the whitewashed, how people like to throw that word around like it's nothing. Um, I see a lot of progression in that way, as in like, as you grow up, you feel a little more at home in your in yourself and finding your identity. I think personally, I have found my identity in contrast to when I was in elementary school. It was also because of people around me um, kind of dumbing it down a little bit, you know, kind of taking that importance away from your identity. And then once you get out of that stage where you focus on what other people are saying to you, you kind of come to the conclusion that like you're your own person and you believe what you think, you know, like it's not all from coming from other people. And so when I'm referring to what's what's needed to grow and advance, I feel like just moving more in that direction and in the progression that it's already come to, I feel like um, not only diversity, but like accepting that diversity in in any grade in any grade that you are because um i don't know if it was just the time period um in society or if it was my actual grade but i definitely saw um progression from like maybe grade five to grade 10 i could see the acceptance level you know getting getting larger i don't know if it's the maturity levels or if it was just genuinely like how it was at the time and how it is compared to now so I feel like if we just keep on going in that direction, then it would be it would be normal. It would be fine. Thank you, Vashna. That was excellent. Thank you very much. I'll turn you over to our educators. So I think, um, as I was saying, uh, just staying united as a as a, a community, um, really celebrating our strengths and um, being there for each other in terms of um, how we can support one another. I think um, increasing the amount of uh, support to students of the Tamil uh, diaspora, um, making sure that um, all faiths within the Tamil diaspora feel represented and heard. Um, I think you know we are maybe there are quite a number of Hindu Tamils, but there are all Christian Tamils, Muslim Tamils, um, and and you know students who don't identify with a religious uh, background. And so making sure that our spaces and our TSAs are inclusive of all Tamil identities, I think that's something that we can um, continue to be aware of and bring to the forefront uh, because uh, we want to make sure that all Tamil students and all Tamil staff members feel welcome uh, in the spaces that we organize events for. And, um, and I think, you know, continuing the great work that ETSS has started, um, and it's great that we're having, you know, the award ceremony um, 
back in person as we did last year. Uh, so wonderful ways that we can continue to grow and support students and staff within the YDSP. Absolutely, thank you. Nieta, is there something, anything you want to add or? Um, definitely agree with like increasing representation. I'm thinking of just my department alone. Uh, because my role is specific to the Tamil community, I'm Tamil, but outside of myself, there's only one other Tamil social worker at YRDSB. So definitely that hiring of representation is necessary. Um, I, I really do appreciate my role existing because in speaking with families, a lot of the families that I directly work with um, can easily fall through the cracks if this role did not exist at least in my opinion. Um, and so, uh, you know, if that need is there, the, the, the staff need to represent that community. Um, I think the other thing I would mention is that even in isolated areas, like we have Tamil people all over the region um, and we tend to focus a lot of our supports in the East. I know there's a, a much larger community there, but it leaves a lot of the folks maybe closer to the North quite isolated. And I think the supports are more needed there. So I'm trying to do a little bit of work in trying to figure out how I can um, put myself in those spaces. But I think um, those are some of the Tamil communities that are neglected. Not some, I mean, I think we have to intentionally do the work. Um, so I think that would be important. Also, you know, we talk about Tamil Heritage Month and sometimes just saying Happy Tamil Heritage Month is um, seen as being sufficient. I don't agree with that. I think it needs to be everywhere and in, in the schools, whether it's the sign outside at every school, um, visuals within the school. You don't have to have a huge event, but I think it also needs to be incorporated in the curriculum. And I don't know... I'm not a teacher. I don't know how many staff are actually uh, taking the time when they talk about um, getting speakers in, the material, how much of that reflects the Tamil students and families they work with. Uh, so I think that's probably an area where we can do some work. Thank you. I think very well said. And uh, we are so proud to have you as part of the social work department to support the Tamil communities uh, and uh, you're absolutely right your uh, role is so essential and so um, you know valued uh, because um, one of my uh, requests uh, where I see the need in advance is uh, you know there are Tamil folks uh, are carrying some trauma as well, right? I mean, the Tamil Genocide Bill is a legally passed bill. What are we doing about it? Are we talking about it at school? Uh, are we actually creating that space to actually, um, you know, implement what the bill is asking schools to do? And uh, because if we are true to uh, supporting um, our students through ABCs of mental health, then we understand that uh, families and students, when they uh, to affirm their identities, uh, when identities are affirmed, their um, you know students excel and they're empowered. For that, we need to acknowledge that the Tamil genocide uh, that happened uh, is impacting the Tamil identity and. Um, 
So affirming the identity means acknowledging the piece and also providing that necessary support and the space to have those discussions, to unpack those, uh, um, to unpack the trauma, to uh, to work with culturally responsive community partners, uh, to provide that space for those folks to be able to support the Tamil families and the community Tamil communities. I think it'd be great to have a, um, you know, as next steps, I would see in the, in the future uh, community consultations where we are able to have Tamil uh, families come in and share. I know it's uh, all awesome for us to say, hey, this is what we want, this is what looks good, but we want to hear from our Tamil families too, right? What do they want? What do the, what is it that they would like us to do or, or help us in what ways? And, you know, uh, so, uh, you know, I would, as a need to grow and advance, you know, if there's an opportunity for us to have community consultations in the different regions of York region, like Niata said, you know, what do our folks in the north, uh, their experiences will be completely different to folks in the Markham South area. So their needs will be different. So in these com conversations, we can see what is it that they need so that we are able to provide and cater towards those needs. So I hope that, you know, that's something uh, that uh, we are able to do in the future, as well as also implement uh, without any fear or hesitations, the Tamil education, uh, uh, Tamil genocide education bill, so that um, you know that learning is provided and shared, and the collaboration comes from working with community partners as well. So, uh, going into the next point of um, what are things that we see uh, in schools or in communities that validate. Uh, and encourage us to embrace our Tamil culture. We will go with our educators and students feel free to jump in and share. Being having the uh, a very rich uh, Tamil um, media that has um, many different functions and, and concerts in the summertime, there's Tamil Fest that happens um, in Markham, on Markham Road. Um, there's so many different, uh, you know, cultural programs uh, that happen to really embrace our Tamil culture um, and throughout the year. So I think these are opportunities for students and staff and families to go out and, and celebrate our rich culture. Um, and also the arts, Bharatanatyam, Karnatic music. And so, so many ways that we can, um, you know, uh, demonstrate our um, appreciation for uh, Tamil culture in various ways. So I think um, having those exposed and I, recently uh, spoke with one of the principals of art education in, in the board. And um, she was saying that, you know, we have art specific programs um, where, you know, if you wanted to get into dance focused art program within one of the secondary schools that offer arts, the, they, they only, you know, that we opened, they opened it up to allow for different art forms, to demonstrate your talent so that it wasn't just ballet or jazz. Because in the past, um, you could only demonstrate your art ability to get into those specialized programs by demonstrating dance in ballet or jazz, which are very Eurocentric. And now they um, allow um, and are welcoming of students to demonstrate their skill level in any dance form, um, be it Bharatanatyam or any other cultural dance form. Um, and so that is sort of a uh, intentional way that the system, the school board is valuing the cultural and lived experiences of our students to demonstrate their culture um, and their skill level in, in many different ways in the art, arts as well. 
Yeah, I think affinity groups are a great source of community for Tamil staff and students. TSAs, ETSS, like I think it builds a community, even the planning for this podcast. I don't think this podcast would have come about if we didn't have members of ETSS to come together and volunteer their time. Um, it takes a lot of, I think, background effort that people don't realize to put things together for the award ceremony, um, for various things that you do, and then even sending out the Tamil Heritage Month memo, just to put out to everyone else, like, here's some stuff going on just to put on your radar. It, you know, I think school board staff can be quite busy, but being able to create that memo and uh, a lot of the members are also ETSS members contributing to that memo, right? And then you have TSA students coming together, celebrating um, holidays, celebrating culture through dance. Like they have that dance competition. They're celebrating Tamil music, um, the culture, just the community. And it's across the board. It's not just one school, right? So we think that it, that in a lot of ways helps folks embrace culture in a different way. Similar for me, um, uh, watching our students, uh, you know, going to Tamil classes, I know um, from 2010 to 2024, the amount of Tamil classes across York region has greatly increased and the Tamil credit courses um, that are happening and our students are eagerly participating and uh, you know uh, so just the numbers going up shows um, how proud our students are of holding on to their language learning the language it might be brand new for them and then they're learning the language and uh, and uh, you know when they go for uh, the Tamil classes as a credit course I mean these are credits that they're using to go into post-secondary so they're taking the time on a weekend to go to school to get that, to the, build on their language, to get that credit. And I also see a lot of our students um, participating in our, um, you know, Tamil martial arts uh, silambam and our Tamil uh, musical instrument parade. And I know uh, these are uh, musical instrument and, uh, you know, martial arts that was uh, very uh, quite hidden in Ulam and uh, Tamil Nadu, right? For, for now, we see uh, any Tamil program starts with that. Uh, right. Uh, so to recognize to, you know, for our young youths to be able to uh, see that and to participate in that. And uh, again, uh, you know, uh, the generational sharing of that knowledge and our knowledge keepers are able to keep building new knowledge keepers who will pass on that knowledge. So I think that is one way that we hold on to our roots that doesn't matter how far we've come from you know, our homeland, our roots are strong. And, and that is uh, also shown when our, um, uh, for Maviradnal, I see many youth wearing the uh, uh, the button, the uh, Maviradnal. Yes, right. And uh, we know the symbol of that, uh, right? The roots are, roots are so strong that it can grow in any condition from the desert to uh, any type of condition. And, and you know, it's very ideal to uh, symbolize Tamil heritage. And for um, when we go to Maviranal, we see uh, our students there. Our students have taken time off from school. Families have taken time off from work to, uh, to be there, uh, 
to uh, acknowledge, to uh, remember. And so for families and for students, uh, they are saying this is important for us. So today we are going to take that time off. To, to come together. So uh, that's another way of you know, families uh, validating and uh, embracing their Tamil culture. So when they are wearing their uh, you know, button for Mavira Rnal, when others are asking, hey, what is this? And you know, they are having the conversation and they're able to have the knowledge and the content to share what this means, right? I think that's the growth and the validation because now families are openly discussing and sharing and I, I remember a few years ago there for it started with Tamil Heritage Month uh, uh, naming uh, Tamil uh, you know uh, student I mean new babies um, Tamil names right and the meaning behind it and now like I'm you know go through the roster in our school and I'm like oh look Tamil kings Tamil queens hmm, Alilan Karikalan wow right so you know, uh, that itself is humongous because um, all these kings and queens, like Tamil heritage is built on kingdoms, right? The Chola kingdom and uh, Raja Raja Chola kingdom has amazing, um, you know, uh, dynasty. And we see those names in our students now. That means, you know, they are carrying the dynasty uh, and, the, and it's growing. So I think that is one way we are embracing our culture, acknowledging it, and uh, you know um, when our our Tamil Ilam flag is flown proudly in any of our events, like at our opening ceremony for Tamil Heritage we had the Canadian flag as well as the Tamil Ilam flag. That is uh, embracing our culture and our heritage, right? So. Uh, the, uh, one of our last discussion point from there is what would you like to see in our schools, in society to make uh, us and other Tamil uh, students, staff, families feel encouraged to uh, embrace our culture, show up as authentic self that we are? I just wanted to piggyback on something you mentioned uh, in terms of uh, adapting to the community, the Tamil community and, and our board in particular. So they, I'm one of the site administrators for the Indigenous Languages and International Languages program. And um, this year we've noticed that, um, so I, I um, managed the site at Broke Secondary School. And this year we noticed that the Tamil students were enrolling in uh, schools as um, was mentioned earlier in the North. And so our Stovall site, we've opened more Tamil uh, language classes to support the need there. And so just showing how we're adapting as a board to meet the um, need of our community as the as people move uh, throughout the various regions and YDSP. So I just wanted to highlight that as an interesting point to adapt to um, the changing demographics of our community. Thank you, Abby. That's great. Thank you so much. You get some classes. <laughs> I think the only thing I'd want to add to that is seeing recognition throughout the year like having the month is great and I love that we take the time to acknowledge and recognize our resilience our culture and all of that but it would be nice to feel like you walk into the school board being recognized throughout the year like it's not just oh no we got to wait till January for for our month right so I think it would be really nice for students to see whether it's our language on the walls I know sometimes you'll see Tamil written um, throughout the schools but even um, like I said, the speakers, the books, uh, the authors that they choose, 
um, when they speak on certain history, incorporating that just in throughout the year, not just waiting for January to say it's Pomo uh, Heritage Month, let's make sure to celebrate at this point. Um, so I think that would be really nice to see. Absolutely. Thank you, Nieta. Uh, do our students um, want to add anything? I, I'd like to add, I, I agree with uh, Ms. Nieta about um, how I feel like recognition and appreciation are two vastly different things. And so like saying um, waiting until January to have that type of um, appreciation for the culture, it's not that like I'm unappreciative of you know, all the happiness and joy that comes from Tamil Heritage Month, but it's also like having that type of connection to your school and feeling accepted every day is very important. And so um, if I were to pick anything that I would want to see is, yeah, like maybe Tamil excellence um, being something that's broadcasted throughout the year instead of just one month or um, having having more things in the curriculum that because it is it is history right and it is um it is something that has happened that's that's um happened in various people's lives that go to every school in the in YRDSB and so I feel like learning about it would be great um and just making sure that people are aware of what truly happened and um how not to repeat history and how we ha have been resilient since then and how us as like as a culture as an ethnic background we're very resilient and we're that's what that's what Tamil people I see stand for resilience and and that power that comes through surviving and living through all that we've been through um generationally I feel like it's something that's worth mentioning at least it's worth it's worth appreciating thank you very much Vashana I know uh, the resilience is something that's in our blood, right? It is, um, we are born with it. That's what, uh, you know, I was uh, told as I was growing up and, uh, you know, that's what makes us um, great. So um, I think uh, for me, um, I think Tamil Heritage, uh, both of our panelists shared, uh, it's not limited to, it does not end on January 31st. Okay, I'm done being Tamil. No, it doesn't end <laughs> like that, right? But uh, hopefully schools are able to also, and systems are able to understand that our students, um, uh, like our Tamil families, Tamil students, Tamil staff, when they speak Tamil or when they say Tamil heritage, like the language is, uh, you know, uh, we're also talking about the language because that's part of our identity, right? Is Tamil language is the oldest practicing uh, and living language in the whole entire world right now. It is the oldest practicing language. And uh, that our ancestors came uh, from one of the oldest civilizations, according to archaeologists from Kuladi in India, where carbon dating labeled the site to be from 6th century BCE. So, um, you know, are these pieces being taught at school? And uh, knowing that uh, the folks that are sitting in your classrooms, when they are, when they say they are Tamil heritage, they are coming from the oldest civilization in the world, right? So uh, it is so important. Uh, this is where I feel like it is important to collaborate with uh, various culturally responsive community organizations and community partners so that these discussions can be supported and held 
in the classrooms. And so staff can reach out to folks that are, there's a whole bunch of uh, community partners that are, that will be able to provide these opportunities for students as co-collaborators and co-planners. So I think that's why, you know, uh, we uh, opened that space up for it. We are not the only uh, knowledge keepers, right? Like uh, there are amazing uh, knowledge keepers out there in the Tamil community that uh, can uh, teach us as well as uh, share information. We share, they share, right? And, and I think I, I feel this will help uh, build, keep building uh, the resilience for Tamil uh, families and students and staff, uh, as well as other communities too, right? And because that helps us to better understand each other, better un understand each other communities and work more collectively to the end goal of dismantling all the isms, <laughs> all the stereotypes, right? And, um, and uh, you know, we can hold true to ourselves and bring authentic selves when we uh, open up space and create that um, affirming space where all our students' identities are affirmed. I feel that you captured it so beautifully. I don't want to ruin that ending, um, but I just wanted to like, thank you so much to everyone who took part in this panel because it's been a very refreshing conversation and I appreciate having this podcast even be available because usually these conversations happen in small spaces, in our spaces where they're dedicated to Tamil folks, but to be able to have it in a space um, where others may be able to learn and at their time and when they're ready, um, I think that that's just really great for the board to be able to do. And I wanted to thank our students because um, to hear their experience of growing up as the Tamil youth um, now uh, and, and just reflecting on our own experience growing up in the 90s and, and really highlighting that growth that we as a society have gone through in celebrating Tamil uh, excellence and Tamil heritage um, was really uh, inspiring to hear. So thank you to the students for participating in today's uh, podcast. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Again, thank you. Huge thank you to Arjun, Vashna, our students, just like Abhinad said. You know, um, uh, thank you for your uh, points of views and your suggestions and your next steps. And uh, thank you for collaborating with us on this. And thank you for uh, keep collaborating with us because all those next steps that you suggested and shared, you know, your help is needed. Your, um, the generation that uh, uh, is coming up is the ones that are going to keep building the dynasty, double dynasties, right? So we will keep in touch and make sure you're, you're part of those planning processes and for our amazing staff, Nieta and Abhinath, thank you very much for sharing your experiences, sharing your thought processes, and again, your next steps and your suggestions. You are out in the field, working knee deep with our Tamil communities and our staff and our families. So uh, what you share is uh, very rich knowledge. Uh, for us to be able to gather and to be able to implement so that we are creating those identity affirming uh, com communities and school spaces and learning environments and working environments. For me, I want to close and end this by saying, uh, you know, recognizing um, uh, 
our great uh, poet Paradiyar's uh, words uh, to all my Tamil brothers and sisters out there, for all my Tamil students and families. Uh, you know, Paradiyar's words are Tamil and Solada, Nilada. So, Nandri. Thank you, everybody. And so that uh, ends our welcome to tune in to our DSV podcast for Tamil Heritage Month. Happy Thai Pongal for everybody and Tamil, uh, happy Tamil Heritage Month. Vanakkam and Nandri. Thank you for joining us for Tune In YRDSB. Please join us next time to continue the conversation.